Ooh, what would we do, baby, without us? Shalala. Hello and welcome to another very special episode of Alex B. Keaton is my friend. I'm your friend, Phil Vecchio, and on this episode we'll be discussing Season 3, Episode 24 of Family Ties. This episode was titled Remembrance of Things Past Part 2, and it originally aired on March 28, 1985, I think. More on that (laughs) later. And with me to discuss this episode, as always, is my very special co-host, Keith. Well, how are you? I'm awesome. How are you doing? I'm doing really good. Man, this was a nuts episode. It really was. Yeah, no, we totally, uh, we got a zig and a zag on this one. This one was crazy. And right off the bat, we had a previously on, You know, in fact, it said, at least on mine, it said last week on Family Ties. Is that what you had on your streaming? Yes, it it did. And then Steven recapped it. Right. Which tells me, because according to all this stuff, it says that it aired as an hour episode on March 28th, 1985. But why then do they have a last week on to open it with? I wonder if they cut it into two pieces, but then aired them back to back when they did it. But that would be weird then if it then starts out with last week on if they just showed it. That's true. And well, I wonder if that was the plan is that they were going to cut it into two pieces and then something changed and they just ran them back to back. Burn the episodes. And I looked at multiple different sites and the other places all say that it aired on the 28th of March. So I don't know. Hmm. I wonder if there's dates in my DVD set. Oh. I'm going to look at that real quick to see what it says in the actual box. Hold on one second. Okay. According to the box set, like the actual packaging, it still shows the same date, March 28th. It agrees with all the websites and stuff. So, Hmm. I don't know. So, they did run them back to back then. I mean, that is what it appears to be, at least according to the documentation we have. If anyone out there knows any different... Julia's got a lot of insight in this type of thing, but I know that she had a whole different airing schedule out in Germany, so who knows? <laughs> it was like nine years later or something. One way or another, it does confirm that I'm glad we split it into two parts since this one starts with last week on. Yeah, That's see? a separate episode. We did it right. Yeah, I think we did. So when Stephen was recapping it on the DVD, did he talk about the? there's a lot of ghosts and say that? Oh, I don't know, 400 times in the recap? Yeah, he did. I don't remember them saying it that many times in the episode. Yeah, I don't either. And it's funny because they didn't... I I mean, I almost thought they were going to have, like him see a vision of his dad's ghost or something like that because of the way they like left it all right of ghosts in this house you know well, they even had a perfect setup are they gonna go like seriously ghost on this but no (laughs) that's not where we went at all (laughs) we're going ghost (laughs) you go ghost or go home (laughs) they went home (laughs) he did actually yeah eventually they did (laughs) oh there was a lot of uh, excitement though i don't know if you caught uh, some of the the new car Wait, new car? Yeah. Didn't you see the uh, the <sighs> Wagon Meister? What was I it did. I didn't even, like, have we seen their car before? No. And he just got it a few episodes ago, remember? That's right. That's right. The Wagon, what was it? Wagon Master? Wagon Master, that's it. I think that was it. Something like that. That's so, right. I, I didn't even connect those two things. I, that, wow. 
Okay, so here's the only thing that throws it off. At the very end of the episode, when they come back home, they talk about flying home. So there's no way that they flew to wherever they went, which I think is somewhere around upstate New York, right? Buffalo, yeah. I I went back and checked on the last episode to make sure. Okay, yeah. And then they rented a wagon master? Maybe that's just his mom happens to have the same car. He borrowed his mom's car. Could be. One way or another, they had a car to drive around in. And it was a good old station wagon. It's funny. I didn't even connect with that. You know, I think about the uh, most benign things, so. No, but that's really interesting, though, and I didn't make the connection of how is he driving. He must have borrowed it from his mom or his brother to drive out there, but. Yeah, he had to have, so. Yeah. Interesting. Also, since you mentioned them flying, there went from, like, south in ohio up to northern new york mm-hmm. buffalo and they said they were on the airplane for three hours were they in like an old prop plane like what yeah. are we looking at here <laughs> i don't know how long that flight is but i know we drove that in one day uh like in an afternoon you know when we were did it a couple summers ago mm-hmm. we drove from ohio up to well niagara falls just above buffalo and that was like a you know we left checked out at 11 and got there to check in like late afternoon, you know. So I don't know what happened to their plane. <laughs> so it's a one hour and two minute flight if you fly straight from Columbus, Ohio to Buffalo, New York. Okay, that makes sense. I wonder, I mean, they must have had a layover, I guess. Or the planes were just way slower in the 80s. Not that far away. No. You do pass through Pennsylvania on the way, though. Well, and I'll be there next week, so I'll tell you all about Pennsylvania. Sha la la la! Before we get into this episode, we've got some business to take care of here. Oh, I like it. Because we did get an email this week, and we've got some other stuff. So before we get to the email, I guess a couple things about business. First of all, this is the final episode of Season 3. This is the grand finale, the ultimate episode. So our next episode that we do is going to be that movie, the thing that kicked off the Season 4 of Family Ties the Family Ties movie. Nice. And we've mentioned this before, but in case you're just tuning in for the first time, if you guys would like to send us some thoughts about the movie or um, maybe even what we'd like you to record yourself uh, some audio on uh, your phone or whatever on your computer and you can send us a short audio file somewhere, you know, no more than like two minutes and just, you know, talking about the episode or telling us a message, whatever. We'd love to have you guys do that. You can write to us at alexbkeatonismyfriend at gmail.com and send us in those recordings or letters or whatever we'd love to include you on our very special movie sized episode for next time oh yeah this is going to be an extravaganza it is we're going to have some (laughs) special guests to talk about it as well on the show so it's going to be really fun but because it's a longer episode and there's all kinds of preparations that need to go into it we're going to have one week off from releasing the episode so if you're listening to this now Whenever this comes out, it's going to be about a week after, you know, a week off, and then it'll be the following week we'll have the movie episode. So fear not. We're not going anywhere. It's just a very, very special episode with a lot of work going into it. So yes, that's important to note. Perfect. That's good business. That's good business. So we did get an email. It was sent to our Facebook page, which is another way you guys can send us messages. Alex B. Keaton is my friend. And while you're there on Facebook, of course, please join the group that's attached to our page, the group for the Friends of the Alex B. Keaton is My Friend podcast. We'd love to have you guys in there and chat about interesting stuff. In fact, this last week, 
We talked all about what happened on our live stream that we just did on Sunday. Yes, live stream. That was so much fun. It was amazing. I'm just glad that I didn't bomb on that quiz because I would have been so sad if I <laughs> would have like completely failed out on the Family Ties quiz. No, you did very well. We, I, well, I don't want to spoil it. I won't say who won because I would like you guys to watch it if you haven't seen it. But I will say it was very close, and the winner was lucky on a guess or two there to the point where I say it was a pretty even match. Yeah, it was definitely a lot of fun. I think we should do a big giant uh, trivia at the very end of season seven to see what we retained over all the years. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) We're also going to do more live streams with you because that was really fun. So for those that didn't catch it, you know, I don't even know if we talked about it on the last episode. I can't remember, but my other podcast, the Mandarin Orange Show, Janelle and I do a at least once a month live stream. And this week, our special guest was Keith, co-host of the Alex B. Keaton is My Friend podcast. And we had trivia about family ties and also about some of Keith's specialties as well. It was super great. If you would like to watch it, um, it's on the Mandarin Orange Show Facebook page. It's also been shared in our Facebook group and I'll share it as the actual Alex Bikini with my friend page as well, just to make sure you have lots of opportunities. And uh, it's on Facebook right now, but we'll be posting links to the YouTube video uh, soon. And you can watch it on YouTube if you're not on Facebook. There was also one other item in that live stream that I thought was the most awesome and key component. We found out what the P stands for in Alex P. Keaton. So you really need to watch that just to find out what the P stands for. I feel like, yeah, like that's kind of, I don't think we've learned that yet. I think that's coming out later in the series. So if you want to know it ahead of time, you got to watch the show. Yeah, it was pretty incredible. It was. We had some great fans and friends out there in the chat asking questions and interacting and contributing answers to the quizzes and stuff. So it was a blast. Yeah. Super fun. Super fun time. Thank you for having me. Of course. And we're going to do it again. At, we said this on the show, but we're going to try to do it again for poor Julia, who is in Germany, <laughs> stayed up. She had to stay up until midnight. At, well, the show started at we midnight. started at midnight, yeah. Ugh. So she was up quite late because we went, like, I think all around an hour. And um, she had a late night that way. So we'll try to do it at a different time when we schedule another one so that she can have a a reasonable amount of sleep that night. So. <laughs> yeah. Cause I think she's, she mentioned that she had a holiday the next day. So yeah. So she, she didn't was able to, to sleep too early, bit. but yeah. ugh, that'd be rough if you had to go to work the next morning early. Sha-la-la-la. I think that's all the other business out of the way. Good, important stuff. So now let's get to this letter. It was sent, like I said, to our Facebook page, and it is from Janelle. What? And here's what it says. It starts with, it's me, with like eight (laughs) E's. Janelle. She said, two things. Phil has been to Pittsburgh. I guess in an episode, you said you were in Pittsburgh, and I said I've never been to Pittsburgh. I was wrong. I've been to Pittsburgh. Oh, nice. (laughs) She said it was like a one on his travel scale, but we have been there. Okay, so you drove through it. Well, kind of. We actually flew into it and oh, then drove okay. right out of it. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. It was, she said it was when we went to visit Hershey, Pennsylvania for Audrey's birthday trip, and we found flights during a three-day weekend for 100 bucks round trip. Oh. Hashtag My Vacation Pants, which is Janelle's travel blog, My Vacation Pants. Find her on Instagram and Facebook. 
Yeah, so we we flew into Pittsburgh. We drove immediately from there to Hershey, and then flew back out. You know, when we drove in, so I didn't really experience Pittsburgh. It's still pretty incredible that you've been there. I know, and I didn't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you know the travel scale? I do actually know your travel scale, and I I like it. I've adopted a lot of it. For those that don't, tell us what the travel scale. Let's see how well you know the travel scale. Okay, so you have a travel scale in. Uh, depending on where you're at on the scale depends on how you rate how you visited a state. So a one means that you've been to the state, but you didn't stay the night and you didn't eat a meal. Two means you've been to the state somewhere in the state and you've eaten a meal. Three means you've stayed the night and you've eaten a meal in that state. Yes, that is correct. And the zero means that you just touched the line, but you didn't really go into the state. No, I'm just kidding. I made that part. Yeah. <laughs> That's a point five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so a one could be like you just drove through the corner of it. Technically, you were there, or like went to the airport there, or something like that. Like technically, you're there, but you didn't really experience the place. And that's a good scale too. Well, and I have a little spreadsheet, and I have my points, and the kids' points, and Janelle's points, and we compare, and they're all catching up to me because we usually travel all together now. But I am in the lead still. Nice. <laughs> You know, I wish I would have kept track of something like that, but, you know, because I went to a bunch of the lower states, especially when I was a kid, but I don't remember any of it. And my parents, you know, their their details are getting sketchy the older we all get. So (laughs) they're like, yeah, I'm pretty sure we went to here and we went to there. And I know I've probably hit quite a few states, probably 20 plus, but probably more. I don't know. That's an exciting scale, though. It, It is a lot of fun. Janelle and I have both been to 48 states now. I also keep track of the countries with the same scale, countries that we visited, you know. Oh, nice. So, like, we had a layover in England with on our trip to Europe that we took a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. So, Janelle and the kids have all had a one in England because we didn't go outside the airport. We bought some snacks, but that doesn't count if you're in the airport, you know. Yeah. So, I that's like just that's a one. probably good. Yeah. But I have been to England for real when I was in high school, so it counts. And you stayed there and you ate there. I did. Germany, however, for me, is only a two because we did go there and we had dinner and walked around the town and stuff. But I didn't actually spend the night there, whereas Janelle lived there as a kid. So she has a three for Germany. that's right. I I forget about that. Well, I can understand, too, because in Pittsburgh, like I told Heidi, I said, you know, some of my uh, work trips and stuff are like not the most exotic and cool places but i'm like i like seeing like some of the older cities and stuff from back east and it's not like we're ever going to look at each other as a family and go hey where do you guys want to go for a long weekend pittsburgh you know so (laughs) it gives me an opportunity to see the city i check it off the list and you know move on go see now i can go to chicago instead next time okay here's something fun with pittsburgh though pittsburgh and this is part of why we drove through it is right near the border of Pennsylvania and West Virginia. Have you ever been to West Virginia? I have not been to what? Well, I don't think I've been to West Virginia. Well, that you know of. So this is a way you can get. So if you have, you're going to have a rental car when you're there, some way to get around? No. So we're staying like two blocks away from the convention center. Mm, and then we'll okay. Uber everywhere. Well, just catch a quick Uber to the border of West Virginia. Now, this is the crazy part because... The border, the part of West Virginia that pokes up right there is super, super narrow. So it's only like, I think I want to say it's like seven or eight miles wide of West Virginia. And immediately on the other side is the Keaton's home state of Ohio. 
Oh, interesting. So when we went there, we we drove straight out to Hershey, Pennsylvania. But on the way back, we were supposed to fly out of Pittsburgh. So instead of staying in Pittsburgh, we drove through the little panhandle thing of West Virginia, ate lunch there because we wanted to get that too, and then stayed in Ohio right over the border and then just drove in the next day. It was only like a half an hour total to drive through the three states. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So if you want to add some states to your list, keep that in mind while you're there. Yeah, definitely. I I don't think I'll be able to stay in Ohio, but I'm thinking maybe when we finish season six or maybe season five, we'll yeah. we'll uh, broadcast an episode from Ohio. That would be pretty spectacular. <laughs> so if you'd yeah. like to sponsor that podcast, please reach out to us at alexpkeatonismyfriend at gmail.com. <laughs> Absolutely. And if someone lives in Ohio, we'll do a live show there. Oh, that would be the best. What if somebody owned the Keaton home? Oh, my gosh. I don't... Do we, have we ever even seen an exterior, though? I feel like we've never even seen an exterior, right? No, I don't think we have yet. I mean, there's always a chance, but I'm pretty it sure... It could happen. We well, did get some exterior footage on this episode. <laughs> yes, we did. It's not of their house. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, so let's jump back to Janelle's letter here. Okay. Since we are in the middle of here. Okay, okay. So she says, second... I do believe people in the 80s would get together with their Lamaze group. Maybe it's a pregnant woman thing, but I am friends on Facebook with a nice woman I met at our classes. She had her baby girl eight days before Audrey, and I enjoy checking in with her. We got together once outside of Lamaze class, too. This may betray the nature of me being the dad as opposed to the mom. I I did not know this before I read this here. (laughs) I don't know who she's talking about. I didn't get together with them. I don't remember these people. Wow, that's weird. Yeah, I think that maybe that's more realistic than we thought. Well, I guess maybe I should ask Heidi. Find out. I'm like racking my brain now to think about like, did we even do Lamas? Yeah, we did on the first one. We didn't waste time on the second one because we knew it was going to be a C-section. So yeah, I think we just did it the first time too. You know, we we trained for that. Oh yeah. (laughs) I mean, you were experts in the field. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Although partway through... You know, for those that don't know, I and mean, we've talked about it, it's on the show a lot, but Lamaze, like the breathing thing you do to that the, the mom does as they're giving birth to help them, you know, deal with the pain. Mm-hmm. And as the, you know, the partner is supposed to coach them through and help them to do it and encourage them and blah, blah, blah. And my mom, who's also a nurse, was in the room with us uh, for Audrey. And as I was doing, I was coaching Janelle. And I honestly don't remember the pattern now, but I was doing it and my mom's like, you're actually doing the pattern wrong and you're going to make her hyperventilate. And she like told me like how to do it right. I'm like, so all that training was for nothing. She just came in and told me how to do it on the spot anyway. And then I shifted it around, but you know, oh she didn't gosh. pass out for the record, but <laughs> you tried to make her pass out. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, it'd be, be a lot more easy for everything. If she just was unconscious. right? <laughs> oh my gosh. That's incredible. Do you remember the pattern at all now? I don't remember exactly. It, I It's, it's like something like that. Yeah, that but that's probably good. wrong. I got nothing. I don't know. Like I have just wiped that clear. That's probably just me copying it from the movies or something more than my actual knowledge <laughs> from the class. I don't remember. <laughs> that's funny. I've got no recollection of Lamaze at all. <laughs> I couldn't tell you if there was other couples in there with us or not at this point. I honestly, I mean, I do remember just because it was my mom that taught it again. Because she's a nurse, but I don't remember anything about the people in the class. I'm thinking she was there to help uh, guide you. (laughs) It's a good thing. (laughs) She saved Janelle. (laughs) 
<laughs> More than once on that day, I'll tell you. <laughs> well, okay. So back to Janelle's thing. She said, also for the record, I am Facebook friends with like six of the jury members from a trial I was on and several people that we have met during our travels. I think Facebook is the equivalent to a Lamaze after birth party. <laughs> 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 Sounds like fun. Yeah. No, I, I think that she's right, though. That's about the level of comfort, you know, because you don't have to have, like, long conversations. You make a comment every once in a while, and then you're good. Yeah, and you don't have to leave your baby and then want to drive, you know, a couple hours back and forth just to go get them. <laughs> and then she says, uh, also, thanks for the shout-out on the last episode. It made my shower, because she listens to it in the shower. But then she said, laughy face, JK, just kidding. I was driving home from work when I heard it. Nice. So thank you so much, Janelle, for writing in. Thank you, Janelle. And don't forget, all of our listeners are welcome to write into us at alexbekeatonismyfriend at gmail.com. Or you can be like Janelle and send us a message on Facebook. And send in those submissions. We'd love to hear your voices and uh, put you as part of our extravaganza podcast episode about the Family Ties Vacation movie. And it could be something super short. It could just be like, hi, Phil and Keith. My name is so-and-so. And I love... Alex P. Keaton, too, or whatever. Just like that. Something short. Yeah. Doesn't have to be long. Love it. Sha-la-la-la! I think we should probably get into this episode now. What do you say? I think we should. This one is... I... Whew. Yeah. Please. <laughs> we uh, opened the episode, like we said, with a recap from last week. And Stephen, Michael Gross, is there to tell us what happened. So that was before the opening title, the opening music. Then we had the music. And we open up in the kitchen at mom's house, at Steven's mom's house. Most of this episode does not involve Elise or Mallory or Jennifer. They're just in like this opening scene. And then that's pretty much it. Yep. And so there's a funny little bit where they're talking about how this Jennifer, right? That said that Steven was spoiled. Is that yep. that's who said it? That Elise had said that his mom spoiled him. Yeah. 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 Jennifer says that her mom, that Elise said before Steven got married, that his mom spoiled him so bad. And then she like trails off when Elise is giving her dirty looks. And then <laughs> Steven's mom's like, what? How did I spoil him? And she's like, well, just about food and things. And she's like, I don't think I spoiled him. Anyway, it's a great little bit. And that's it. Then Jennifer shuffles off. Elise finishes off her conversation. We don't see them anymore. Yeah, no, she calls her May, not Mom or anything like that. She just, oh, hey, May. Just a little too formal there because I think they have some tension. <laughs> a little bit, for sure. Well, and probably, you know, living a few states away, it makes it a little bit more difficult to have a close relationship. And then Mallory has a little interaction with Alex. Alex is talking about how, like, who's the favorite, you know? And Alex is like, oh, you know, Mom, I'm always the favorite. And Elise is like, no, that's not true. And, uh, and Alex is like, come on, you can admit it. He said, it's like Darwin, survival of the cutest. <laughs> and then Mallory says, who's this Darwin guy, friend of yours? <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was pretty fantastic. Yep. And then that's that's it for Mallory. She heads out and the rest, we don't see them anymore. So the rest is the extended family. Well, Alex hangs around for a little bit as well. Yeah, he actually has quite there. a few different uh, parts that he's in, but it's a lot of Steven and Robbie. Right away, we get a peek into some more conflict with Steven and Robbie. They're arguing about, I guess I kind of jumped around a little bit there, but they're arguing a little bit about how the house, you know, if they're going to sell it. If they're going to wait until the price goes up a little bit. Steven wants to take care of it now so his mom can move out. 
and Robbie wants to hold out for more money, and they get in a big argument and dig up dirt from a long time ago, and and they wind up, you know, stomping away. Out, Robbie stomps away and leaves Stephen kind of speechless, and it's just intense. Eventually, Stephen realizes that maybe you know he's been a little like difficult with Robbie. He has a, a flashback where he thinks back to um, a time when he kind of put up like a stink with his dad. They were supposed to go visit their grandma in the flashback. And so young Steven tells his mom, Steven's not going to go. And Steven's like, yeah, I'm not going to visit grandma. She knows about it and it's okay. And Steven's dad's like, yes, you are. We're going to visit grandma. Get in the car right now. And he's like, no, I'm not going to do it. And he's like, did you say no to your father? And so mom takes Robbie out to the car and and Robbie's like, you're gonna, he's gonna kill you. You're dead, you know? <laughs> Steven like has a showdown with his dad. His dad's like, you're gonna go. And Steven's like, I'm not. I work all the time. And Sunday is my one day I have to myself. And I'm gonna go visit grandma when I wanna visit her, not when everyone else does. Oh, and by the way, I'm visiting grandma tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so eventually, dad like caves in and he leaves and uh, Steven wins. Back in the present, Stephen realizes that maybe he was a little more difficult than he realized for people to deal with. So eventually, we are treated to an outdoor shot. We actually have footage outside of a soundstage on this episode, which... There was trees and everything. This has got to be the first, like, I don't even remember any other shots like this. Maybe an establishing shot of a building, but I think that's it. Well, when we were at Atlantic City... Remember, was there, did we see them outside or was it just outdoor shots of Atlantic City? I feel like it was just outdoor shots of Atlantic City. I don't think we actually saw the Keatons there. Okay. But I think you're right. Yeah, because we saw the boardwalk. They showed some like establishing shots, but I don't think we saw any of the actors outside. Yeah, that was the only other episode I could think of where we would have even had a chance. Yeah. So with this one, Steven pulls up. He's in a graveyard. He pulls up the station wagon we were talking about earlier parks right there to go and visit his dad's gravestone. Now, a couple of other observations about this graveyard. First of all, the gravestone has the printing on both sides. Mm-hmm. I don't go to graveyards that much, but I feel like that was odd. No, I don't think they do that. I guess you could pay extra and get it done if you wanted. But I was like, wait, I had to re- I actually rewound it because it showed him from behind and he was looking at it. And then it showed from behind the gravestone and it still had the text on it. I'm like, wait, did they... Flip it around? What's going on here? And I guess we're just supposed to have it on both sides. <laughs> yeah. Well, so. that makes it easy to find his one gravestone. Now, that also confirmed that his dad died in 1984. It had been like six months, I think, mm-hmm. beforehand. So that confirmed the timeline that was a little shaky from the last episode we weren't sure about. Finally, my last observation about the graveyard is that I had no idea there were palm trees in upstate New York. <laughs> Yeah, there was a pine tree in one area, and then you look over and there was a palm tree, and I was like, wait a minute. Very clearly in the background. You can tell they tried not to show any, but they were definitely in Southern California when they shot that. Yeah, and Steven's all bundled up wearing a big thick jacket. Yeah, (laughs) definitely sweating underneath there because it's a beautiful summer day. Yeah, at the grave, he has like a big, long, just pouring his heart out, talking to his dad, just wrestling with his relationship with his dad, and tells his dad that he loved him, and eventually goes back. He's back at the house. He has a good talk with Alex about like what his grandpa was like. Alex talks about his relationship with grandpa and how you know they kind of saw more eye to eye than Stephen and his dad did because they were both more conservative. They talked about money, and Alex even said that he would sometimes call his grandpa and just 
like when he didn't understand about how his parents were being, he would call his grandpa to connect on certain issues because he felt like sometimes he's not even from that same family. And that kind of helped ground him there, which... Well, it skips a generation. That's right. It skips a generation. <laughs> and then Steven's like, well, you know, that means your kids won't understand money either. And he's like, don't even joke about it, Dad. <laughs> the financial gene. <laughs> But then Stephen also reveals about his dad that, like, he had notes that this IBM company was going to be something big someday, but he never invested in it because he was from the mindset of the, you know, the Great Depression and stuff. And so Mm -hmm. he never actually had money to invest and and just put it in the bank. They always thought it was going to collapse again, so. Yeah. So finally, he has his last talk with Robbie, and they kind of reconnect. And Stephen kind of admits, you know, where he went wrong. He says he really looked up to Robbie and... When he was a kid and he idolized them and they come to a great kind of reconciliation. Steven talks about he was always just trying to be grown up and he didn't realize like how irritating it probably was for his older brother from always be hanging around. And he recognized how Robbie always, you know, helped him out, got him on the baseball team. He said he was always trying to act so grown up. I was the only kid in fourth grade pretending he had kids. (laughs) (laughs) And he's on a ninth grade baseball team. That's kind of crazy if you think about just the the size difference in the kids. <laughs> Imagine a, f- a fourth grader joining a freshman in high school on a baseball team. Yeah, no. But Robbie was looking out for him. And he actually, like, concedes and goes with Steven's plan to just sell and help their mom to, to get comfortable. She was ready to go. She was ready to move out. And she doesn't have that much time, and she wanted to, to spend it not stressing about the house anymore. So She's going to Shady Acres or something, right? <laughs> yeah. Moving her to a farm upstate. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, they're already upstate in Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> so any further now, all of a sudden they're in uh, Maine. <laughs> so then finally we're back at the Keaton house and Stephen is looking through his uh, scrapbook of like his old relatives. These are old black and white photos and Alex is in there. <laughs> Stephen has a great moment with them where he looks at Alex and he's like, you know, you're You've turned out to be such a handsome man. And Alex is <laughs> real awkward with it. He's like, thanks, Dad. You know, it's whatever young man wants to hear is his dad thinks he's handsome. <laughs> <laughs> and so Stephen's just very, you know, nostalgic looking through all the people in the scrapbook, t- telling about how everyone in the scrapbook is dead. And he's like, oh, so-and-so, this is Aunt Gertrude. And she's dead. And this is Uncle whatever. And he's dead. And Alex is like, well, it's been really fun, but I got a, de- a date to go on tonight, and uh, <laughs> I'm out of here, you know? Yeah. Bye. And so Stephen sits there, and he looks through the scrapbook, and he ponders, and it's very quiet, and he looks for a little while, and then we get a freeze frame, and that's the end of the episode. Or do we get a freeze frame? Was it not frozen? Well, no, it's totally frozen, but he pulls out that pipe. Oh, I forgot about the pipe. That's right. Last time you went and didn't forgot about the pipe, and I reminded you. Yeah. And this time I forgot about the pipe, and you reminded me. We're like pipe bros now. That's right. <laughs> That's right. He pulled out the, his dad's pipe that was like broken and repaired, and then he smoked it. He kind of coughed on it because don't think he smokes a pipe normally. No, but I was still shocked. Like he just lit that thing up right in the kitchen of the house and yeah. was just going to town on it. And is Elise not going to be like. What are you doing? You're getting smoke all over? Yeah. Well, and so first off, he unrolls that, like, travel package, and then he gets a lighter, so there's tobacco still in the pipe already, which that, I mean, if it had been sitting for six months, it was his dad's pipe, that was going to be nasty. Just most bad. But then he lights it and smokes it, and I was like, okay, so you're either smoking air or six-month-old tobacco. Well, and he also... 
after he lit it, shook the match out and set it down directly on the table, mm-hmm. which is definitely going to burn a hole into it. You know? <laughs> yeah. But then he started hearing like all the voices from his childhood too. It was kind of weird. That's right. All the That's ghosts. Right. How did I, how did I forget this? I don't know. Well, because it was kind of creepy and you were just like, Oh, it was shun. It was a long time of him just sitting there. It was an interesting ending. Yeah. So he's wrestling with the ghosts of the past. Yeah. Well, and, and the good news is at least he told his dad that he was going to be the best dad and husband he could be, you know, he was going to take care of his family. That's right. So he right. never mentioned like, Hey, I'm going to look out for mom or nothing like that. He's just like, ah, <laughs> you know, I got my family to worry about. I'm going to take care of them. Quite an episode. There was definitely some humor throughout it, but it was another somber one. Yeah. So crazy because I feel like even as we've tackled some of the most terrible things, you know, and just the weirdest things. Child molestation, alcoholism, drug drug addiction, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. It's just none of them have been as somber as this. And this no. was a this was a complete departure for the series. Yeah, well, I mean that outside footage alone was enough to be like, whoa, this is this is different. There's no laugh track. There's no music for that Nothing. part. It's just quiet. Him like talking to his dad at the grave and shouting out to the sky. And it was yeah, it's me, very Steven, different. Your son, just like <laughs> if he had to remind him. I was a hundred percent prepared for a ghost to kind of like pop up and be like, you know, hey, let's have that moment now. <laughs> they definitely set it up that it might be like that, but they didn't go with the ghost. Maybe they're going to do it in England. <laughs> in England, ooh, oh, I can't wait for you to find out. That's the thing. Okay, to go from this episode to the movie makes it even that much crazier. Because it'd be one thing to go from a regular episode to the movie, but then to go from this to the movie. It's mind blowing. I yeah. cannot wait for you to watch the movie. It's oh, fantastic. Can't wait. Sha-la-la-la. So this episode does not have any new guest stars because all of the guest stars we talked about last week it's the same, you know, is treated as one big episode. So yep. we're not gonna do any, you know, new looking at, at guest stars, except for one thing, which is kind of fun. The actress who plays Steven's mom, as you know, the older Steven's mom, her name is Ann Seymour. And I can't remember if I actually listed this amongst the, her credits last week, but we're watching a movie this week with Audrey. Audrey is our teenage, well, almost teenage daughter. By the time this episode comes out, she will be 13, which is crazy. Oh, so crazy. In her class, she's learning about Helen Keller and Annie Sullivan. You know, I, I'm assuming everyone knows who Helen Keller is, but, you know, she was deaf and blind and she, you know, couldn't communicate with the world. And this, her teacher, Annie Sullivan, is a true story, you know came and helped her to learn how to to sign and actually speak and read Braille. And she was an amazing, inspirational woman. And so Audrey's been learning about her in class, and they actually are doing, like, excerpts from the play about her called The Miracle Worker. And so we're like, oh, let's watch, like, the movie version of it, you know, since she's really invested in the story. And so we watched the 1979 version that has Patty Duke as uh, as Annie Sullivan and Melissa Gilbert as Helen Keller and oh, the wow. aunt in the movie. And I, I was like, as soon as she came on the screen, is played by Ann Seymour, who is oh. Stephen's mom in the show. Yes. I'm like, oh, it's from Family Ties. We just talked about her. It's pretty great. Everybody else was like, shh, we're watching a movie. Leave us <laughs> yeah. alone. It's really me. I'm like, oh, it's from Family Ties. You don't understand. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Great movie, by the way. It's a very good adaptation. There's other versions of it, um, but gosh, very inspirational story. If you want to cry, it's a good chance. Yeah, I'm in. The fun thing is, so 
Annie Sullivan, the teacher, was played by Patty Duke in this version. And in the 19, I think it was like 65 version, first adaptation on film, it actually won Academy Awards and she played Helen Keller in that movie. So, Oh, really? Yeah, she returned later as the teacher for a huh. remake. That's fun. She's like, ah, I already, I've played Helen Keller. I want to play somebody yeah. else now. Let's try the other one now. Yeah. So Sweet. So anyway, really good. Also connected to family ties. Sha-la-la-la! Any other, uh, any jokes or gags or anything that we need to go over? I mean, there's not a lot of joking, but there's some things in here. Yeah, I had a couple of different ones that I was laughing about. When Stephen and Robbie were talking, Robbie made a joke about, you know, you gave away a brand new bike to the orphanage. <laughs> and uh, sure. Stephen goes, well, what's wrong with that? And he goes, it was my bike. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, well, you didn't ride it. He goes, well, I just had gotten it. And when I turned around to ride it, I see sister so-and-so riding off with it. <laughs> oh. That was great. In the midst of a very, like, heavy moment, they still managed to put some humor into it. Right? Well, and then Stephen's at the graveyard, and he's talking to the gravestone of his dad. Which, by the way, Heidi mentioned that that gravestone had, it just looked 100% different than the rest of them that were around it. <laughs> She's like, yeah. it looks like it's been there for like a hundred years and it's been there for six six months. Yeah. And the rest of them around, it almost looked like an old west one or something. Like they were real old gravestones, yeah. or a lot of them were. Maybe they were in Colton at that cemetery. Definitely California. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was the Palm to Pine Cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> Palm to Pine. <laughs> oh. So he's he's at the graveside and he's talking to his dad and he goes, you know. Uh, you know, I know you're dead, and the only thing I can hear you saying is, why am I bothering you when I'm just laying down? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had to stop because I was laughing too hard at that. <laughs> and then when Stephen and Alex, you had already mentioned this, but I just, they are so great together. They're sitting at the kitchen yeah. table at the very end, and uh, Stephen's all, well, you know, she's dead, and oh, you know, he's dead, and oh, they're all dead. <laughs> All dead. And then Alex goes, well, this has been fun. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I laughed hard at that, too. So good. Well, I love the story where uh, Alex is talking about how he learned how uh, saving banks work. (laughs) And that, you know, if they're paying you 3%, that they're definitely making more money on it by doing something else. And he finally figured that out. And he rushed home to tell his dad. And he was so excited. (laughs) And his dad's like, and his, yeah, your kindergarten teacher didn't seem to be as enthusiastic as you were. You know? <laughs> so I love that. Ugh. I can just picture young Alex in kindergarten. Right? Finds out and just Ugh. leaves school. He's like, I'm out. I got to go. And I did have one other observation on that scene. When they're in the kitchen at, at uh, Stephen's mom's house, and Alex is drinking orange juice, which is like the family favorite drink, right? Oh, yeah. And apparently, Grandma also has orange juice around for them. He's drinking the orange juice. He kind of sips at it throughout the scene. And then he's still got, like, I don't know, a quarter of the cup left. And he takes the cup and puts it in the sink. He was done. I don't know. I don't know how he was raised in the Keaton family. But in my family, like, if you poured juice out, you drank that juice. You oh, yeah. pour out juice when you're done. <laughs> yeah, juice was way expensive and still is. No, you don't if waste juice. If you're not going to finish it, you put it in the fridge or something. You don't just pour out the juice. Same with milk. Yeah. You find a way to finish it. That's right. Even Steven said he has to tell Jennifer, finish your milk. Exactly. <laughs> so how is Alex getting away? And Alex also being so concerned with money all the time, just throwing away a quarter of a cup of 
Of orange juice. Of that expensive orange juice, yeah. I just went to Costco today and bought some, so I know what you mean. It's not cheap. Yeah. You don't just pour that out. No. It takes a lot of effort to make it if you've got fresh oranges. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Can you see Grandma, you know, making the orange juice? After she's yeah. already made the two pies in the savings bond. <laughs> in the savings bond from last week. Yes. I like that she wasn't going to let go of that, the thing with Elise either. She's all, well, what what food are you talking about, Elise? What, what, <laughs> what do you mean? I don't think I was spoiling him. Well, even Grandma wasn't in the episode very much. Was she in after that kind of the first scene? No, I, I don't think so. It was Steven and Robert, Robbie and, and Alex, really, I think was it. For the bulk of the show. And then she's got those weird double doors that go into like the family room that you got to open just to get back to the front door to leave when you're going to stock out. It's an interesting layout there. Mm-hmm. I almost wonder if like it's a set from another show because it seems like a lot of stuff to build to just have for like that one episode, right? Yeah. Even a double episode. I mean, how do you justify something like that? Yeah, I just I bet you some other show and they just redressed it or something because it's different enough from their kitchen that I feel like it wasn't just that, but you know yeah. somebody else's kitchen on another show could have been just moved around a little bit. Ooh, interesting. That's always a fun theory. All right. Well, if anyone recognizes what uh, kitchen set that's from, let me know. I have no idea, but I'm just saying. Well, it's definitely not the heart to heart kitchen because I feel like uh, they were a little more on the ritzier side. Although I could also see, like, if you have those basic elements, they probably could separate them and wiggle them around and move a wall here and put different, you know, plates out or whatever, and it makes it look different. I'm sure they would do at least that. One of these days, we're going to we're gonna get to talk to someone who worked behind the scenes on the show, and then we'll find out. That'll be great. Oh, that will be awesome. All right, let's get on that. Yeah. <laughs> let's start emailing people. Sha-la-la-la. So was there a moral to this episode, either this episode or the overall two-parter? Uh, you know, to me, I think it really kind of just drove home that don't wait to tell people that you love them and that you care for them because no one has promised time. You're never promised tomorrow. It seems like they really just kind of drove that home. And I think Stephen kind of had to let those ghosts go, you know, put them, put them down. Right. Absolutely. What about you? Well, I think also that... And this is a hard one for me also, but just like the idea that it's important to admit when you're wrong and to, you know, look at, to self-examine, look at your own behavior. Because I think Steven, you know, even though I think Robbie was being a little harsh when he said like, you're always right, Steven, no, everyone else is always wrong. I, I think that Steven doesn't like to admit that he's not right sometimes. And yeah. when he started thinking back to the past and some of his behavior, he realized like he was the problem sometimes. Yeah. And maybe maybe his dad was hard on him, but he was also kind of difficult. He realized his brother, he was a pain to his brother sometimes. Well, and he was and, definitely hard on his dad, too. I mean, it went both yeah. ways on that one. Well, I really liked, I'll tell you one of the things I really liked about the flashback is that, you know, his dad, and he, he, the way he thinks of his dad, he was real hard on him and real rough and stuff. But his dad was like, you know, if I talked that way to my dad, he would have like, you know, it seems like, I know, he would have whipped you or whatever, hit you with the belt. But the fact is that his dad did, like, care about his kids and did, like, have a conversation with him. He might have been gruff and grumpy with him, but he didn't, like, beat him when he talked back to him like that. He gave him a chance to have a conversation, you know? Yeah. And uh, so I was, I was just – it was cool because he wasn't – you know, they didn't paint him as just, like, a bad guy or a mean guy that Stephen had to deal with. It was a complicated relationship that Stephen was definitely a part of. Yeah, and I think those family relationships from that era, I mean – you know, the dads worked hard and they kind of came home and they sat down and 
there didn't seem to be a lot of interaction with a lot of the family at that point. Yeah, no, they definitely did not paint him in a, in a bad light in that regard at all. You're right. No, I think overall he was a good dad and he and Steven clashed, but it wasn't, I don't know. I love it when there's a, a dynamic like that in a relationship because it's easy to just make it out. Oh, he was a mean guy and that's why I didn't get along with him. And now I have to deal with the fact that I didn't like my dad, but there was a lot more nuance to the whole situation. Yeah, definitely. And it was cool seeing, you know, Steven realize, hey, I'm I'm not perfect, Robbie. I was a pain to you, you know, and I really appreciate these things that you did for me. So. Yeah, that was nice to see him kind of come full circle on that and take some responsibility. And I think that actually helped him move past it. Absolutely. That in the book with all the dead people in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good old Anne Ethel. <laughs> She's dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, Uncle Wally. <laughs> He's dead. Oh, I'll be darned. <laughs> <laughs> They're all dead. Poor Steven's losing family right and left. <laughs> pretty good. It's a pretty good episode. It's a good way to, to close out the season. And again, it's going to be such a huge change from this to the movie. I can't wait for that transition. Here. Uh, it's going to be great. Well, did you catch any cliffhangers? I don't know. Like, I feel like it kind of was wrapped up neatly. Is there something I missed? No, I didn't either. And I was really okay. thinking, like, you know, are we going to get a cliffhanger ending? Because we've had a cliffhanger so far. I don't remember season one, but I remember season two, we had a big cliffhanger. Yeah, this was like, I feel like it just perfectly wrapped everything up, setting yeah. it up for the movie. Oh. Well, shoot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's good because Alex has to go somewhere else to college because he's missed so much at this point now of uh, Leland. I know. He's only gone like two days to class, I think. <laughs> Maybe three, because there was that one day he was fighting with Jennifer about oh, yeah, that's right. and the uh, supplies. <laughs> yeah, no, he's definitely not doing so good in college when he doesn't even go. I love that he just hangs around the house still. <laughs> yeah. Just like one does when you're in college. You're just around the house all the time hanging out. Well, and even Jennifer and Mallory, like, they're always home. Yeah. Nobody goes go? anywhere. Nobody goes in. They're always in the kitchen or the living room. <laughs> yeah. And now it turns out they can go graveside. <laughs> That's right. That's big. <laughs> They're going to open ghost. everything wide up here. <laughs> going ghost. <laughs> oh. oh, that was super fun. That was a way to close it out. It was great. I think we're going to go ghost on this season. It's time to wrap it up. Yep. Land the plane, Phil. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We love having you guys join us. This is it for season three. And once again, don't forget, we're going to be back in two weeks to join you guys for our big extra special movie coverage of the Family Ties movie. So if you guys want to send us an email, friend at gmail.com or, of course, our Facebook page. Send us your audio clips or send us just a letter to cover that so we can talk about it on our big extra special episode. Sounds good to me. I'll be there. Yes, I'll be there too. <laughs> Thanks for being here tonight, Keith. Oh, my pleasure as always. Thank you for having me. It's great. Oh, and also don't forget to go and check out the live stream video if you guys haven't watched it. Once again, you can find it on our Facebook page or in the group or whatever. It would be great to have you guys check that out because it's pretty fun. I think it was a good yeah. time. And you it can see what fun. we look like. <laughs> oh, that's my least favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we will see you guys later. So thank you again, Keith. Thank you to our listeners. And we'll see you next time on another very special episode of Alex P. Keaton is my friend. What would we do, baby, without us? What would we do, baby?
without us. And there ain't no nothing we can love each other through. And what would we do?